past you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to No Tracers. My name is Kay and I am your host on this podcast. This week we're going to be talking to Casey Urbex all about exploring Kansas City and the surrounding areas. Super excited to have a fellow Midwesterner on the podcast. I'm originally from Oklahoma myself. I live in California now. I grew up in the Middle East and Australia. Now I'm living out in California, exploring abandoned places all the time. And before we get into this episode, there's a few things I need to let you know about. First of all, I have a website and a blog called notracers.com if you guys want to see my photos or read some of my stories. I also have a book out called No Tracers, and Urban Explorer's Diary. If you guys want to pick up a copy of that, I'll sign it for you and include a signed photo print as well. You can get it at notracers.com slash shop. The next thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. And if you've never heard of them, don't worry. I've made an ad for you, and here it is in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death, murder your thirst. So if you're a human that drinks water and you want to get some liquid death water and murder your thirst, use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order or hit the link in the description and you can automatically get that code applied for you. The next thing I need to let you know about is that I have a second podcast called Project Freelance where I talk about freelancing. I am a freelance videographer. When I'm not doing videography or photography or video editing, I'm exploring abandoned places, which is why this podcast exists. I wanted to have people come on to share their stories and their insights for you guys, whether you're new or a veteran explorer. And if you are a new listener, please hit that subscribe button so you're notified every time I upload, which is every single week, every Friday. Uh, Sometimes it's on Saturday, sometimes it's on Sunday. It just depends on my upload schedule and what I'm doing with my work. But uh, I try to get these up every every, every Friday. Sorry, my other podcast comes out on Mondays. But this one comes out every Friday. So if you guys want to hit that subscribe button, you'll get notified for new uploads. And if you want to see a visual version of this with Casey Urbex's photos, you can go to the Just the Letter K YouTube channel and you can watch a visual version of this podcast. All right, guys, without further ado, Casey Urbex, please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience. All right. Uh, what's going on? My name is Blake Harris. Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I can, found, uh, I can be found on Instagram under Casey Urbex. Um, I've been exploring. Uh, I, would, I mean, I would consider myself an urban explorer probably since late 2017 is when I really got into it, so... Nice. And what got you into exploring in the first place? What made you catch this bug? So, like, ever since I was a kid, I'd always be out, like, in my neighborhood, like, exploring, like, just with friends and stuff. We'd go, like, walk around in, like, the woods. The There were just fields behind our houses, things like that. We'd always just love to, like, explore and stuff and, like, see how far we could really go, I guess. 
Um, and honestly, like I've always just liked exploring things. Um, and I think once I got a car and once I started like connecting with other people, I just really grabbed hold of like just abandoned things. And I just, I don't know. I just think ever since then, I just really, that was just something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so. Yeah. And tell me about your first exploration ever that you went on into an abandoned place. Like what was that like for you and what did you see? Just take me, take me into that first exploration. Okay. So the first exploration was, it was actually, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two here. I'm going to give you my first one ever than like my first real one. If you like any sense. So my first one, I was like, I was probably like maybe like 10 years old. We were out with some friends like around my neighborhood and we stumbled across this old, uh, abandoned barn. And, uh, I remember going in there and there was a rope on top and we like, we like started scaring each other. We're like, Oh my gosh, there's a noose up there. And then like, I don't even know like what happened, but like we started saying, we started like scaring each other with scary stories and stuff. And then it kind of got around like the neighborhood and stuff, but like the stories were never real or anything. Um, and then what well, actually like I got into urban exploring more is I, I had a friend from middle school um, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in like two or three years but I learned from a mutual friend that he started a YouTube channel. So randomly one day, like three years after not talking to him, when I was a sophomore in high school, I texted him and I'm like, Hey, I heard you explore abandoned buildings. I'd like to come. He's like, uh, okay, do you want to go tomorrow? I'm like, sure. So it was kind of awkward. Cause that was like my first time ever, like seeing this dude in like three years. But then after that, I was like, do you want to go next week? He's like, sure. That was in September of 2017. Um, but my first real place, I guess you would say, uh, it was West Rock Creek Elementary School in Kansas City. I mean, I can say the name just because it's demolished now. So usually, mm. I didn't, but um, looking back, that place really, honestly, it wasn't super crazy. Like it was gutted for sure. But from being like in a tiny abandoned barn and like watching YouTube videos, actually being in like a school like that, that was just insane to me. I was like, oh my goodness, like these places exist. But I mean, looking back though, I mean, I've done some pretty crazy places and that was, I mean, that would, that's nothing special stands out, but I guess since it was my first place, it really stood out to me. But, um, I remember just going in there and everything was gutted like now, but back then I was like, Oh my goodness. Like there's classrooms here. There was nothing in the classrooms, but I was like, Oh my goodness, there's whiteboards in here. This is crazy. But like, I mean, I was just so stoked about it. And the guy I was with, he's like, bro, you got to chill. Like, this is not nothing crazy because he's been to like, he, he went to a lot of other places before that. He's like, you got to chill, bro. This is, this isn't, anything special. I'm like, Oh man. Uh, but I remember that day that was like earlier that day we hit, like we tried to go to two or three other spots and they were locked up. And I was like, man, I always expected these places to just be wide open. I didn't think anybody cared. So I guess that was like my first experience, like not being able to get into places. Cause we hit like three places and we couldn't get in. Then we went there and we got in through the basement. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that was just, I just remember like, and we hit two more spots later that day. I just remember coming home, like telling my brothers, my parents about it. My parents were like, okay, like that's weird that you just go there. <laughs> they were making sure like I wasn't like doing anything I wasn't supposed to. Like I was like, no, I got pictures. I, start, I was taking pictures on my phone then. Mm. Um, but so, yeah. I love it. I love hearing about people's first explorations. You know, it's, it's always exciting to like get into the mind of somebody that goes for the first time and they just fall in love with it instantly. It's crazy. I can like, I guess like replace that, I guess, like, I don't know. Yeah. If no, I, absolutely. There, I would have just been like, I, if I go back, there's demolished. But if I went back there, I'd be like, Oh, this is nothing special. But like, 
for me being a new explorer, I was just like, my eyes were open to like a whole nother world. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, um, and it was dark in there too. So I kind of got like the thrill, like an adrenaline rush kind of. I was, yeah. It was exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so special. Like what we do, you know, like people call it a crazy, crazy hobby, but I mean, it's like such a unique thing. And like that feeling you get when you go into some places that makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck, like for sure, there's nothing like that, you know? <clears throat> and there's like and I was just like talking with my brother about this I'm like there's no other hobby like out there that even compares to this like people are like what's a hobby versus oh I like to run like I mean I I, I mean that's kind of a boring hobby to me but or just like <laughs> different things like oh I like to paint like I like to explore abandoned buildings people are like what like that's a yeah hobby? it's just I don't know it's just so different like nothing else I feel like gives you that like adrenaline rush but like our life is so short you know like so I want to get out there and just see as much of it as possible um so that's honestly like because like when i'm older i don't want to just be sitting there like regretting my life being like oh so like i'm young so i'm gonna do i'm gonna I maybe do some crazy things but i mean at the end of my life i want to be looking back and just be like you know it, it was fun it's an adventure so i don't just want to sit here and be like uh i don't know i just want to sit and be like oh i wonder what's in that building now i'm gonna i want to go in there i want to explore the world you know this is this is this is like my world so i would i just want to see it all so Exactly. No, I'm right there with you, you know, and it's like these abandoned places, it's like stepping into another world. Like we go into like a portal when we step into these places. Can you talk about that feeling a little bit more of like stepping into the past? So some of these places, uh, fortunately, I've had the opportunity to go into some places that uh, weren't gutted or anything. So this one place I went to, um, it was it was this ranch that we went to and it was like seven or eight buildings. This is like a month ago two months ago. I just remember because off the top of my head, I remember walking in there and there's just, there's like the bed is still there. There's thousands. There's like books from like the forties in there. And then there's just literally stacks of like thousands of checks. And they're from like the thirties and forties. And they're just all in like, just sitting there. And I don't know. I don't know why that stood out to me, but I was just like, that's crazy. Like, and I was looking at the numbers, like on an inflation calculator. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is just crazy to me. But it's just, I don't know. It's crazy that that stuff like probably meant so much to somebody back then. Like those checks were like, how that person just made a living and they're just mm. sitting there. Um, I remember going into like certain schools and stuff and just um, everything still being there, all the chairs, everything. And it can, and the school could be like from like the eighties and you just walk in there and you're like, wow, like it's just, it's just crazy. But I think houses are definitely like, if you're, if you're lucky enough to find a gym, like a house that has everything left in it and it's from like the fifties, I guess, or like the forties or, even like recent, I mean, it's like some, you're walking into like somebody's personal life. It feels like you definitely should not be there. Like you're walking around, you see pictures on the wall of like these people that you don't even know. And you're like, I'm in their house. Like, and then their cars sometimes are in the driveways or in like the barns and stuff. And you're like, what in the world? Like what happened to make just everybody just up and leave? But it just feels like you're walking into like, like a time portal. Like you said, like you're, you're going into somebody's like personal life. It'd be like if somebody just walked into my house and it's crazy. Like, unless you do this, you don't know like how much stuff is actually left there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like you just kind of have to see it, but it's just insane. And it blows my mind places like churches. Like, where did you go? Like, why would you leave your church? You oh, know what I mean? Like that always blows my mind. Churches, I've actually noticed they have now, if they're not already like vandalized, but like a lot of places they like to take everything out, like schools, even if they're not like, they like to take all the desks and things like that. But churches, I've noticed they like to keep a lot of stuff in there, like the pews and stuff. A lot of the, most of the time, like they keep the pews in there. They keep, yep. I mean, all the stained glass is still there. And some of those churches are from like the early to late 1800s and they just keep all that in there. 
um, you know, until I guess vandals come and break it or they take it out. But you just think like, I don't know, like just the architecture also in the churches, especially like, like the ceilings and stuff. Like if you go into a church now versus like back then, there was just so much craftsmanship. Every single pew, every single bench was just beautifully like handcrafted. Mm -hmm. You just don't see that kind of worksman anymore. So it's pretty nice to be able to walk in and see that stuff if it's still there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like my favorite, so I, I love churches. I love asylums and I love jails. Those are my favorites. Jails. Yeah. Prisons or all of that, like just prisons, jails. Yeah. I love anything with a cell. Like it, it just, it's crazy to me to think that like people lived that spent their lives in there, you know? Yeah. So we actually, what was it? I think it was last week, exactly last week ago. Uh, there's a, there's a prison. It's about, it's probably about two and a half hours away from where I live. So, and we went and we hit up that prison, like, uh, Friday. And that was my first time being there one week ago. That was my first time being there in like two, probably two and a half years. And it's just kind of crazy to just see how these places change too. But, um, at that prison, there was like, I'm not going to try to give too many details. Like at that prison, there was like, um, there was four to there was 400 to 450 people that all stayed at that prison at once. And it's just kind of crazy to think. And there's a Wikipedia on it. I'm probably giving people can probably figure it out, but um, there's a Wikipedia on it and you can look at the notable prisoners in there. And there was like serial killers and stuff that stayed in there. And I just thought that's crazy. Like I'm walking, like for all I know, this cell that I'm taking pictures in, like a serial killer could have been in there. Yeah. The thing about these places is, like everybody knows like what a school classroom looks like, you know, everybody knows like probably what the inside of a church looks like, but most people have never been inside of a prison before. Mm -hmm. So I've never been to prison. So, but I just think it's cool. Cause like you just get to see another like part of our society that you don't regularly see. Right. Uh, so you just get to see like how prisons are like, Oh, okay. So this is like how big the cells are. Like, I don't know, just different things like that, that you can't yeah. really out of like tours and just other things like that. So yeah, definitely. And I remember the first time I went to like a a jail and they had solitary confinement, like a like a an abandoned jail. I've never been to jail. I've never been arrested or anything, but like going to an abandoned jail, like walking into solitary confinement and closing that door on yourself, like dude, that was the scariest thing I've ever done. Like I can't imagine doing that for real. Was it dark in there? It was so dark. It was so dark. I went to a juvenile detention center um the prison I went to actually didn't even have walls. I, I don't know if they just took them down or because it's just pretty, I don't know, unappealing, I guess. But mm -hmm. we went to a juvenile detention center and they had a solitary confinement room in there. But I'm not sure if it was like a, like a, I don't know what they call it. Sometimes they put you in rooms if you're trying to hurt yourself because it was like padded too. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like a padded room, but we didn't close the door because there were a couple of cell doors open and then we closed the doors and then we realized we couldn't get them back open. So we were joking like, I was telling my friend, like, go in there, I'm going to close the door. He's like, you better not. I don't know. That would just be really funny. But no, they don't have any windows in them. And there was just nothing in it at all. And I was like, like, there wasn't like, usually they have a place where like the bed will go. But obviously, if you're trying to harm yourself, they just put you in a room with like nothing. So I just feel like, mm. like, that's crazy. Like, I wonder who was in there, like the last person to be in there, like what they were thinking, like, and what was going on. I just thought yeah. that was crazy. It's nuts. Can you talk about the gear that you use, like uh, your camera, backpack, a pair of shoes, your mask, like yeah. any of that kind of stuff? <clears throat> so truth be told, I don't know much about 
as much about cameras as a lot of other people do. I mean, I know I know quite a bit, but I don't know. Like some people are just crazy about this stuff. <laughs> um, so I originally just started shooting on my phone. Um, my early photos of on my Instagram were all uh, iPhone eight pluses and and iPhone XR, but I originally got a camera. Um, currently, I shoot with a Canon Rebel T eight I. Um, I my lenses that I prefer. I usually shoot with a eighteen to fifty five millimeter lens, and then my other one is a fifty five to two fifty. So I don't really, I don't really have any reason to get a bigger lens. I mean, I've thought about it, but I'm like, I don't really. I mean, my two fifty is doing fine for me. Um, I carry. I got a backpack off Amazon and a tripod. I don't really know what, like, I don't know. But, like, I don't really walk around with camera bags, like, because you're just kind of advertising, like, what you have, especially. Like, I've come across, like, homeless people, things like that. And, I mean, they were all cool, but, like, you never know if they just see a camera bag, like, something, some idea could just spark in their head or something to, like, take that or when you're going in places. So I just carry a regular backpack. Um, but I go with people, they sometimes carry, like, their Canon or their Nikon bags with them. And it's just pretty obvious, like what's there. So I feel like you might be like an unnecessary, like bringing unnecessary attention upon yourself. Yeah, um, for sure. But I mean, I just wear regular tennis shoes, I guess. I mean, nothing too crazy. Um, I, I use a tripod or I just got a tripod, but honestly, sometimes the place that I go to, like you, the entrances are really tight and stuff. And I found the tripod just gets in the way. Cause it's like strapped on my bag. So I end up leaving the tripod more than I usually take it. I only use it for like long exposure and things like that. But like, I don't really use a tripod as much as I thought I would. It just kind of gets in the way, especially if I need to like run from people or something, it just slows me down or get over a fence or something. But yeah, that's, totally me. I mean, some people, they just, they have to have it. So. Yeah, no, I get it. And I, I recently went to a place where I was like, oh, it's going to be dark in there. I need my tripod, got inside, didn't need the tripod. And you're just like, damn, I wish I had left this in the car. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, we went to this one place. <clears throat> um, I don't even know what it was. It was, I think it was an old, it was like an old factory, I think it was. But um, I brought my tripod with me, but we had to do some climbing, like to get to, like the second floor thing. And I, and the buddy I was with, I was always like, here, man, hold my tripod while I do this. She's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. And I'm up to the third phone. Hey, hold my tripod for me real quick. He's like, oh my gosh. She's like, why didn't you just leave it in the car? And I'm like, I don't really know. And it was cold out. So my hands were so cold. Like I couldn't get it on the tripod. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't know why I have this with me. Um, but I don't know. But I haven't had the best experiences with tripods. They just kind of get in my way. But yeah, I, mean, for sure. I, I mean, I went like, I've gone this whole time, like until like till Christmas. I got a tripod for Christmas, but I've gone this whole time literally without using a tripod. So I feel like if you start with one, then you it's kind of like it turns into a necessity. But for me, I've mm -hmm. never, I've learned to work without one. So, yeah. but it's nice to have for certain situations or certain places, or even if you're not doing like urbex related photography, it's just it's just a nice thing to have. Definitely. And then, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? <laughs> So I don't have, I mean, not really. Um, I was at this medical place like three years ago. I don't really know what they did. I think they did. I, I, I don't know what they did. There was like eight buildings. There. It was pretty crazy. Um, I did climb over like a barbed wire fence kind of, and I did cut my leg, but that wasn't super crazy. A few months ago, I cut my hand on a piece of glass at a warehouse out in Kansas. Um, Nothing too crazy. I mean, I'm pretty cautious overall. I mean, I've been with some people and like the buildings are definitely not structurally set. So like, oh, it's fine. Like, 
like the floor is like caving in. I'm like, well, like I know some people, they just do some crazy stuff, but that's one thing I don't really risk. Like if places are about to like fall over, I don't really like necessarily like go. I mean, I'll go and then kind of, but like I'm a lot more careful. Like some people, they just like walking across like floors that are about to give in. I don't really do any of that though. That's kind of one thing I just stay away from. But I've heard stories about people like falling through floors or like the second floor collapsing on them or something. And I've just heard some crazy stuff. So. Hey, well, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, we've had a few guests on this show that have talked about, you know, having to rescue their friends from falling through the roof or like <laughs> crazy shit like that. And like, like- uh, a couple weeks back, we had a guy talk about his buddy who fell through a, a spiked fence, like a spike Ooh. went through his leg and uh, God. oh my gosh, <laughs> like crazy shit like that. So, yeah, definitely consider yourself lucky. And I'm glad you take those precautions and uh yeah, so that's that's good that you haven't dealt with any of that stuff, just minor scrapes and cuts and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's you, just something everybody's going to run into, so. For sure. Uh, can you share your scariest exploration? This can be something uh, like running into the police or running into homeless people or even like, I don't know how you feel about paranormal stuff. Uh, it can be one of those kind of stories. Um. So, I mean, I have a couple here, but... Um, one that really stands out to me was, so I'm 18. I'm pretty young, I guess, compared to a lot of other people. Like they're in their, like, I guess, well, a lot of the other people that I know, they're in like their twenties and stuff like that. Like, so, I mean, I guess I'm so pretty young. So this is probably three years ago, spring of 2018. So just to put that in perspective, I'm 15 years old. So in, in the state I live in, I can't be like really like held viable for like basically anything unless I like something crazy like criminally liable like they'd more like we just call my parents for basically everything have them yeah. come get me so knowing that it was kind of we just did some crazy stuff back then especially because i'm like i'm not gonna be doing this when i'm 18 like we just did some crazy stuff and we just went bigger and bigger until eventually we got caught so <clears throat> we were at this place they used to do horse racing at and i didn't know this but apparently everybody just like knew not to go there because everybody that goes there gets arrested, but nobody like told me that. So like, all right, let's go. So the sun was setting and we came up to like the first building. So it was like, it's where horses used to race. Um, so there was like, there were seats, like it was kind of like a, not really a stadium. Um, I'm just trying to think it's not, it wasn't really a stadium. It kind of was a stadium really, but there was a whole bunch of seats and stuff where the guests would watch. And there was like a, and there was like an indoor seating area. So I pulled on the door and the door is locked. I go up to the other two buildings. I pull on those doors. I'm like, well, this sucks. It's locked. But little did I know when pulling on the doors, I set off a silent motion detector that went like straight to the police. I didn't even know that. So I'm like, this sucks. 10 minutes later, it's dark out now. We're like, all right, let's just go. 10 minutes later, we're just walking through the field. It's probably three, four tall foot, like tall grass. We're walking through the field. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the heck? I just see a spotlight like come like maybe like 50 feet away. And all of a sudden it just starts going all over the field. So we just get down and we're like, what in the world? And then we see a second car pull in and a light is shining, like lighting up the whole building and stuff. And they start driving around. I'm like, Oh no. So we were like, honestly, like it's something out of like a prison break movie. Like we were crawling around, like on our hands and knees, in like three to four foot grass. We're like, we got to get out of here. We have to get out of here. So eventually we got to the fence and I don't know of how they like didn't see us. I feel like they might've saw us, but we climbed over the fence and we ran through the woods and ran to the car. And as soon as we jumped in the car, we got in the car and we started driving and we were probably driving for, I don't know, maybe 15 seconds. 
And then a cop passes by us on, on the outside, like on the road, a cop passes by us. And all of a sudden he just flipped a U-turn and flipped his lights on. I'm like, Oh crap. Like, how did they know How did they know? (laughs) And, um, so basically we got cornered there and then, and then a second cop car came and we're like, ah, darn it. And <clears throat> so they detained us and the property manager came over there and he was talking with the cops and the cop was like, um, the cops like, do you want us to talk to the property manager to see if he wants to take you guys in? And I'm 15. I'm stupid. I thought he meant take us to the building, like take us and show us. Oh, in the building. Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Go talk to him. And the cops like, what? I'm like, no, go talk to the property manager. If you could do that, that'd be awesome. I'd love, to, I'd love to see if he wants to take us in. He's like, no, I mean, take you to jail. And I'm like, oh, no, don't ask him that. Don't ask him that. But, um, and it was worse because I was 15. So over in my state, um, I don't know. It just depends on the state, I guess. But like, you can get a permit at 15. So they asked me for my ID and I'm like, and I didn't have it with me at that time. Like, oh, I don't have my ID. So they thought I was like trying to hide something. I'm like, yeah. I'm really like not trying to hide anything. And then my friend... He was really 18, but he told him he was 17 because his birthday was like a week before. So they're like, oh, how old are you? My friend's like, oh, 17. Cause like, that's just, I don't know. His birthday was a week. Like he wasn't trying to hide anything or anything. That was just, his birthday was a week before. So they looked at it and they're like, oh, your driver's license says you're 18. He's like, uh, and so they basically like, they, it was kind of like a, like a parent kind of like lecture thing. Like, yeah, like a father son thing. He's like, he's like, oh, man, you guys shouldn't be going in these buildings. I know you guys aren't doing anything. Um, so after that, they ended up like basically just letting us go. And we just like the whole car at home, we were just like silent, like, oh my gosh, like that was just crazy. <laughs> um, and but I didn't explore for like a month after that. I was just scared. Um, I was like, oh, this is not. But eventually I found my way back into it. I mean, I wasn't gone for very long. Um, yeah. We're, we're just a lot more cautious now, I guess. I mean, we still do some pretty like, I guess, like crazy things, I guess, but we're just a lot more cautious too. And we talk to people before we go to places to see if they have like security or police. And we just like weigh our risks there and see if it's worth it or not, or just different things like that. Um, so that, that, I mean, that could have turned out really, really bad, I guess for me, or if we didn't go and I would have hit it again, like, like recently or something. Cause I just didn't go back then. I don't know. I probably would have got arrested. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Another, another, am I good to tell like another story? Yeah, care? yeah, please. <clears throat> so another one, this had nothing to do with the police. So we were walking through this like mine. Yeah, I know. We just went from abandoned places to mines, but we're, all right. So we're walking through this mine and, we, and we've been walking probably for close to an hour. And I'm with, um, I'm with a couple people. And all of a sudden we see this light, like in the back of the mine, we're like, what in the world? And it's a candle like way back in this mine, like way back. Like we've probably been walking, like we probably walked over a mile and we're like, what in the world? And we were like, so sketched out. We're like, oh my goodness, what is this candle doing back there? And we were like, so sketched out. We're like, oh, we got to go. Like, we're like, no, 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 no. Let's just keep going. So I don't know. We were just done. We kept walking. It turned out it wasn't really, it was a candle, but it was a candle like that was like battery powered, I guess. Like somebody put a double A battery in there. Mm. It was one of those, but I don't know. I just remember that being really scary because we're like, we're like, we've been walking for an hour, we're like a mile back in here. Why is there a candle? But that's still kind of sketch though, because I feel like I don't really know how long those things last. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on, but there was like a whole bunch, like apparently there was like people that used to live back there and stuff. Like there was tents and like a fire ring and stuff. So I don't know if homeless people were back there. Um, Let's see. 
I've never really had a bad encounter with homeless people, honestly. Like, most of them, I don't know about you, but most of everybody I've met has been pretty chill, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they Same don't really here. like they don't really care if we're there or not. Yeah, um, they've got I had their a, own shit going on. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I probably I met a few that probably weren't in, like, the best state of mind. Like, some dude was rambling. Sometimes they like having conversations, but, like, I don't really, like, sometimes I don't really want to. I'm like, I'm just there to shoot, like, mm. and I don't know. Like, this one guy, I couldn't, I mean, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand anything he was saying. He was just, like, mumbling. I don't, he probably wasn't all the way there. But I was just trying to be nice and polite. And then he starts rambling something about, like, how there's a Rolls Royce over there. But there there was no, there was nothing there. He's like, oh, there's a Rolls Royce right there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Rolls Royce. There, there was nothing there. And I'm like, okay. And he was just like, I don't know. Then he starts talking about how they're going to demo the place and stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm like, I, was, I don't know. It was just really weird. It was just weird. But I've never really had a bad encounter, like, with homeless people or anything like that. Mainly just running into the police and stuff. But um, I guess yeah, my but... <clears throat> my most recent police encounter was last week. <laughs> well, we were actually, me and a couple of buddies, we actually went over to St. Louis um, <clears throat> for, like, a couple of days over there. We stayed out in the hotel and stuff. And that was really, really cool. I've never been over. I've never explored over in St. Louis, but there's a ton over there. Um, we ended up going to, uh, we actually got stopped by the police three times while being over there. Two of them where we were going over to the arch and they told us we couldn't go over there because the park was closed. I'm like, what? I'm like, how's, how's the national park closed? But anyway, that that's just that, nothing to do with that. That just frustrated me. But anyway, so the final one was urban exploring related. We went over to this mall. And we talked to people and they're like, oh yeah, there's security there. And honestly, like I treat police and security totally different. Mm-hmm. Police, like I'll like hundred percent talk to them. I'll like, let them know what's up. Security. I don't, I don't talk to security. Like they try to stop me. Like they can't do anything. Like I'm gone. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I just don't mess with security because a lot of them, they're, they just, they, they're like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. Like, oh, it's like, no, I'm not, dude, I'm not staying around for you. So anyway, we got in this mall. It was pretty crazy. It was like, I don't even know. My most recent shot on my Instagram in that movie theater, like in this mall, there was like 13, I think it was 12 or 13 movie theaters were in there. Dang. So it was like, and that was my first time like being in like a movie theater kind of, but that was just so creepy. And I remember we had to mess with our cameras to get like our ISO and all that up because it was like a pitch dark room. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It was just crazy. Like there was a Macy's in there. There was a Sears. There was JC Penney's was in there. It was just insane. There was a Foot Locker in there. So that's just kind of cool. Like, this place closed and it's like all the logos and stuff from like the nineties and stuff is there. There was a shopping cart in there from like, I don't know. We just thought that was cool. <clears throat> anyway, on our way out. So, all right, I'm going to try to illustrate this. So on our way out, we parked it. There's a big hill. There's a big hill. And on the other side of the hill is a neighborhood that runs adjacent to this mall. So we parked our car in the neighborhood, right adjacent. So you have our car, you have a big tall hill. Our car's on the road. You have a big, tall hill, and then you have the mall right there. So we had to walk up. So on our way out, we were already out of the parking lot, and we were walking up the we were walking up the hill. So my friend that I ended up like got me back into urban exploring or got me into it. He was staying a little bit behind to film the outside for his uh, YouTube video. So the other two guys I was with, they already walked over the hill and they were already in the car. So we were probably seventy five percent up the hill. I don't even know if we were on the neighborhood's property or the mall's property. But we see a car pulling the parking lot and it's starting to set. So like the sun's already starting to set. So I look down over the hill and my, our two buddies are already in the car. 
So we're like, what the heck? Let's just stand on top of this hill and see what this car is doing. I don't know why we said that or why we did that, but we did. So we start going, and this car is probably, it gets a huge mall parking lot. He's on the clear other side. And then all of a sudden, it goes around the corner, and it's probably still like probably one-third of a mile away from us, probably one-fourth of a mile. And we hear whoop, whoop, and we're like, and I don't know. We just booked it, honestly. Like, we were we were far away. It wasn't like he was right there. And then I remember as soon as we, like, started running down the hill, he turned it from a whoop, whoop to the woo, woo. And I was like, and so we just got out of there. Like, so that was, like, my first time, I guess, like, not stopping. And, I mean, obviously, we got out of there fine. But, and we mapped it out on Google Maps to get from where he was. There was no neighborhood. The neighborhood didn't connect to the to the mall parking lot at all. So we timed yeah. it out on Google Maps. It would have taken five minutes to get over to us. So, I mean, that was, I don't usually, I don't run from the police, but, like, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those situations. Like I wasn't, I didn't want to, I mean, I, I don't know. You just kind of had to be there. Like it was just in like the heat of the moment thing. Like, we're not just like, we're not like, we already got in there. We already got out. Like you never, I mean, I don't know. And I never saw the car. I didn't know if it said police on it or anything. We just heard like the siren. So, I mean, it was still far enough away, but we didn't, you know, I don't usually condone running from the police or anything like that, but it was just kind of one of those situations where like, I mean, we can totally like, I don't know. But that was pretty, like, that wasn't really scary. That was more of just, like, we were just kind of freaking out. We were like, mm. oh, no, no, because we don't know if there's, like, another one at the entrance of the neighborhood or something because yeah. I don't know. But that was, just, that was just crazy. Sometimes you just got to go. Sometimes you just <laughs> yeah. got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I so, feel you. Totally. I mean, overall, though, I'm pretty cautious, so I try to avoid police, security, just anything that can really, like, get me in trouble, I guess. So that was my first time in – I mean, that was my first time in a while, I guess, running into them. I mean, I've been, like, we've had them called on us, like, like we've parked at, like, dead-end streets, and we've come out of places because we kind of park usually far away. Cause we try to. And we've come out, and we've seen, like, like we'll walk down a hill or something. We'll see, like, a cop with the car, like, looking in it because, like, neighbors call because, like, this guy parked outside in front of my house. So, like, we just kind of walk the other way and wait for the cop to leave. I mean, nothing crazy. But we haven't had anything like that happen. Or we come out of these recently. Or we come out of these places, like, and we'll be sitting in our car because for like 10 minutes trying to figure out like where to go and then a cop will show up and park right at the entrance or the exit to the place and we're like we already got out so <laughs> and we'll just sit there kind of watch them and be like and they and they're looking at us like they know exactly what we're doing but they can't do anything about it like exactly um so i don't know i don't have anything super crazy compared to like i know some people like have some stories about getting arrested and everything like that like i mean i'm still i'm still pretty like I'm still pretty young, so let's just hope I don't get arrested. But um, I bet my stories will change when I'm like 22 or 20, like in the next four to five years, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. My stories will be a lot more interesting. But um, <laughs> No, I think I think they're plenty interesting. Trust me. I think that, I appreciate you know, that. Um, yeah, it's cool to hear this stuff. So it's kind of, I bet on your side, I bet it's pretty interesting to hear like everybody's different stories and how everybody like goes about certain things. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like that would just be really interesting to hear everybody's yeah. stories. Cause I was listening to some of your podcasts earlier to like try to get like a feel for like, just like the overall vibe and how like the questions would go, just different things like that. So yeah, was, it's like, cool, man. Like I've like, had people Ooh. from 
all over the place. Like the UK is always interesting. Oh, like, you know, we've, we've got people from there. I had uh, somebody from Australia. I've got another guy coming on that's from Australia. And like, that's wild. Yeah. It's just nuts that people all over the world do this shit, you know? Like, and, and the laws are like totally different too. Like, yeah, I know yeah. certain places in Europe where they don't, it's like trespassing is like not even a thing over there. Yeah. It's like, nuts. I'm like, it's dude, nuts. I wish here, but. Um, right. It's crazy over here. And like out on the East Coast, like I live in California, so it's like okay, crazy yeah. to hear stories from people on the East Coast even, you know. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like smack dab right in the middle you're of You're right in the uh, middle. <laughs> right in the middle of the US. So yep. there's not much going on in Missouri, honestly, besides Kansas City and St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. We hit both of those. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, then, I mean uh, I'd like to Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. I was gonna ask you about like running uh, anonymous bando and go yeah. trespassing. Yeah. What, why did you want to get involved with the the feature accounts? Like, what made you want to get into that? So I'm not actually like I don't I don't decide what goes on go trespassing. Um, I'm I don't I'm I don't decide what goes on there. Like that page, they have their own people that do that. But I'm in our admin chat, so like I don't know if you're a member of go trespassing or not. Um, yes. But it, but it, you are okay. But so, yeah, you know how it is, like how it's like breakdown. There's different chat rooms depending on where you're in. So basically, I just oversee, I'm like the admin. I oversee like the Midwest, the Midwest chat, mm. which is kind of hard because like people don't give credit. Like the Midwest is a lot bigger than what you think. Like you got Chicago. I mean, you got like, you got like four or 500 miles of like just like from one side to the other. So it's kind of hard because like people will be on there and they're talking about places like, nebraska there's somebody else on there and they're, they're talking about like arkansas and like chicago like i don't know i feel like they just need to i'm kind of working to see if we can get like more like centralized i guess like have one just for missouri and stuff but we don't have enough people for that right now mm. and like i guess my job is supposed to be doing meetups and stuff but we really haven't been doing any of that because of covid and stuff people don't really right. want to come out and things like that um but I mean, that's just a nice thing to be a part of. Cause like, I don't know of any other organization that's kind of like go trespassing really like kind of has like the same structure as them and stuff. I know there probably is like, there's uh Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's like something, something California. It's like Urbex California or something. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I'm not a member of it, but I know they have something kind of similar, but um, no, but I just like being a part of it. It also just gives me a better platform to like outreach, like, one of the people we met up with in St. Louis was from the go trespassing. So like, that's always just nice. Like if I can go, if I can go to any city in America, like there's probably somebody in that, in that like community that can like, I can meet up with or that can help me about places and things like that. Um, so that's always nice. And I'm just glad to be a part of that. Now anonymous bando. Um, yeah, that's a feature hub there. So I got on that maybe, maybe probably, probably like two and a half years ago, like late 2018, I'd say probably mid 2018. And I don't really know why, like I was kind of on there. Like I wasn't very like, I wouldn't consider my, myself big like now or back then, but I was kind of like kind of still newer. So I literally remember I'm like, Oh, I want to get on like one of these like feature accounts. I want to like help them like select photos. So I remember I DMs like every single one I could find <laughs> literally like every single one. <clears throat> and they were like, um, they're like, sorry, we don't need anybody. Or like, oh, do you have any experience with this? I'm like, nah. So then I DM'd Anonymous Fandom. I'm like, yo, do you guys need to like a moderator? And they're like, yeah, sure. And back then they only had 4,000. Now I think we're at like 16,000. And <clears throat> there's another guy on there, but 
well, it's me and two other guys are on there, but it's just crazy. There's been a lot of people that have just come and gone out of there and like the original founder of it ended up leaving. So like we all three just share it now. It's like proper owners, I guess. Mm. But it's always nice though, because like a lot of these people, they they don't really like, they just post on their Instagram and stuff, but it's really nice. They'll like DM you and be like, oh, thank you so much for featuring me. Like it makes their day and stuff. So that's always just nice, like recognize. And um, we like on Instagram, especially we kind of like, curate our feed to like what we want but like when i'm looking through i'm seeing like photos from like belgium from like just russia all over the place like places that people that i don't normally follow or see i'm just seeing all parts of the world and i just think it's cool to be able to recognize these people for what they do all over the world and just have people thank you and things like that and i just find that pretty rewarding overall so and i'm just i I just like to be in as involved in this community as possible so and some of, so much of it has gone like online now too. I mean, the internet for me has been a pretty big help in just meeting people and connections and just things like that. And I just enjoy like sharing my work with people and hopefully to inspire other people to go out there and, um, you know, explore the world around them. And just, I mean, like I kind of said earlier, like, like, I don't just want to like say like working like some job, just stay locked up in my house. I mean, I want to be out there you know, seeing the world, the world's a big place. I want to be able to see it. And um, maybe somebody can't go out there and see it. And if they can't, then hopefully my photos can kind of give them a glimpse of something they haven't seen before and maybe help inspire them in some other area of their life. So. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And if people want to get featured on Anonymous Bando, uh, how do they, how do they do that? How do they get involved? So basically you would just, to get featured, you just use our hashtag, which is uh, hashtag Anonymous Bando. That's just, that's it. I mean, and then, so we have, there's me and two other guys. It's not really on a strict schedule. Like we'll kind of just go through kind of whenever. Sometimes we might post once a day. Sometimes it might be four times a day. Um, But we'll just go on there and we'll pick your photo if we like it. Or I mean, if it just, I don't know. I mean, they're all good. I mean, some are better than others, but um, we don't really play favorites, anything like that. So you just use hashtag anonymous bando. You can either put that in your description or you can put that like in your, uh, comments um when you're uh when you whenever you post and um if one of us is on and we see it and we like it then we'll share it on ours and um hopefully that can generate some traffic and help you get some more connections or something like that um we have sixteen thousand followers and i'm not saying that's like boasted in any sort of way that's just more of like if you it's a good way i guess to help like because people will see that and they might follow you or something because of it or like they might be like oh who's this person that's a cool photo or they're like Oh, that that place is in my city. That photo was taken in my city. I'm gonna see where this person is. And for all you know, that person could be in your same city and you don't know it. And because exactly. of like what we did on Anonymous Bando, now you guys might be exploring buddy or something. I don't know. Yeah, man. We're like I don't know. It's just a good way to just get your photos out there and put it on a bigger of course there's a lot bigger hubs than ours, but like it's just a way to put it out there for more people to see, I guess. And so yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love feature accounts. I think it's a very cool way to get your your stuff oh, out there sure. and yeah. to connect and with just, other people. There's so many of them too, and some of them are huge. Like I think the biggest one, I don't know what it is. I think it's it's abandoned. That's like 1.8 yeah, million. Yeah. Like huge. that's just like that's like the biggest one. Then there's another one. I think it's I think it's abandoned after dark. They have like 135,000. Yeah, they're um, big too. I love them. Love those feature accounts, man. They're I've never been. I've never creators. been on either of those. So neither have I. I know, it's fine. I know people that have, but I use their tags and stuff. I'm like, I've never. You're looked, like, come you know. on, guys. 
Funny story. I've actually never been featured on another hub account besides anonymous. I've been featured on anonymous bando and no, I don't feature myself. They like one of the other guys, but like, Oh, I'm going to feature you. That's a cool point. I'm like, okay. And I've been featured on go trespassing, but I've never been featured on any other hub account, but I don't really use all the, like some people, they just fill up their hashtags, like with all like 30, like, all like 30 all, of them. Yeah. Yeah. With just like different hubs and stuff. And like, I guess I probably could get features if I did that. But my thing is like, here's the kind of tags I use. Like I use like, um, like hashtag earth, hashtag exploring, hashtag, cause I'm trying to reach out. Cause it's not so much about like getting people in the community to just follow me. It's more about, I want to reach out to people that don't know this thing is a thing and show yeah. them and like show them a different part of the world that they've never seen. So I use like hashtag, I don't know, hashtag earth, hashtag apple, hashtag canon, just different things like that. Cause I'm trying to reach out to just totally people that aren't involved in the community at all. And maybe somebody's looking at, um hashtag exploring i don't know why and they're like what the heck what is this abandoned building and he clicks on my page and they're like whoa this is actually like a whole like community thing and then they might yeah. see the go trespassing in my bio and they might click on that and join i mean it's just kind of like a spiral effect uh, just i mean you never know like what kind of impact you can have online with somebody so exactly um, and if you if you could live in one of these places you've explored for a week which place would it be like city wise or like live in like a building in a building like if you could pick an abandoned building you've explored before and you could live there for a week with no problems at all no police nothing like that which place would it be so are we talking like exploring wise like because i want to explore it or like pure like actually um probably so there's this place out in kansas um you might have saw the post on instagram or not but at one point, it's 10,000 acres. At one point, over 12,000 people used to live there. Um, and there's just, there's over a thousand buildings there. It's just all abandoned, all of it. So I could definitely spend a week out there. We went out there and we were just sketched out because like they arrest people and stuff. Or that's what we've heard. And we didn't have any issues, but I would just love to go there, honestly, for a week. And like, I probably wouldn't stay in a building. I'd probably stay like in a tent or something. But like, I don't know. I That would be so cool to go out there. Now, like, place, now, for not exploring-wise, like, the nicest, the best place I've probably been to that I wouldn't mind staying in was we went into this mansion once, and it was weird. Like, the electricity was still on and stuff. Like, you could turn the light switches on. We definitely should not have been in there, but we were. Um, I wouldn't mind staying in there for a week. Like, that would just be pretty, like, if I didn't have any issues, yeah, that'd be pretty luxurious. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. It was huge, but exploring-wise, I'd probably go with that, that town, definitely. I mean, it's all fenced in and stuff too. So, but the biggest concern there obviously would be police or security, more security. But so, yeah, that's definitely probably like either those, that one for exploring, and the other one just for like, I guess, my own personal reason. Like, I probably want to live there. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to fix up. Like, if I had enough money, there's some of these places like I'd probably fix up or try to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. But I don't have any money for that. Like, like if making if money was not an issue, I'd buy some of these places and just like renovate them. You and probably like resell them, but you'd probably lose money on a lot of them though. But for me, I probably wouldn't do it for the money. I'd more do it for like the historical like context and stuff. Like yeah. there was a church over in Kansas City. <clears throat> it was from like the 1880s, and we were there when we were like, oh, this place is so cool. We drove by like a week later, and it was just like gone. They just put like a gravel parking lot there, and outside yeah. it was like it said the church was from like the 18 like. I don't know, it was like the 1890s, 80s, 70s, somewhere in there. And I was like, I was like, really? Like, what was the reason in that? Like, the stained glass was all there. I'm like, what was the point in that? Like, Damn. you guys know I found somewhere else, but I don't know. But yeah, that would have been really cool to fix up. I feel like 
So I've thought about that though, but I don't have money for that. I feel you. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I would love to fix some of these places up and like keep them for the historical purposes. You oh, know? for just sure. To, just to have them because they're some of these places are absolutely magnificent to see. You know, and especially the churches like we've been talking the about. Of, like, <clears throat> the amount of craftsmen that just like yeah that used to go into these places. Like you could tell that like even not churches, like even schools, like the auditoriums mm-hmm. in the schools, you could just tell that people really, really cared back then about yeah. how everything looked. Every little thing had to be perfect instead of today. It's more about like how cheaply can everything be made. Exactly. It's kind of fake. Like, like most, I mean, most of your designs on like wood and stuff, it's just factory made to make it look. But back then you'd have somebody like actually come in and carve that and like, mm-hmm spend hours on that stuff and it was like every little thing and like a lot of these places especially like the early 1900s you could just tell like people really cared about their stuff and they really took care of it versus today and how the buildings are today and stuff like like it's very interesting to see like recent buildings that went abandoned like buildings that are like were built 20 years ago and five years like nature completely retakes them over and stuff and they're just falling apart but like some of these farmhouses that are from like the early 1900s like you could like hardly tell like anything even happened so i don't know if that's just like weather but i feel like a lot of it is just how well the places were made and stuff and how well they were taken care of people took a lot of pride in these yep. places at one point versus now it's just kind of like they build this place a business does and like oh we don't need it anymore they just leave it you know yeah no absolutely um, it's it, and i've noticed that as well you know the more recent buildings that are more cheaply made are falling apart faster oh, than the sure. older buildings. And that's super interesting about, you know, urban exploring is something that we've learned about these places is that, like you said, they used to take so much more pride in, in building these places. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then uh, my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Ooh, <clears throat> that's a good question. That's a really good question. Something I know now um when you <clears throat> when you're out scouting out a place and you see and you see it open like you've seen the place open you're like oh i could go in there and then you're like ah, i'll just come back some other time once i have my camera gear i'll come back with this person or something like i don't do solo explorers but that's besides the point like if you see a place that's open if you're scouting out a place and you see there's a way in you know you can get in there and you've never been there before and then you're like, oh, because sometimes I'll be like driving up like, oh, we could totally get in there. And, and we're like, all right, bet. Let's just come back in a couple of days and do that because like we're low on time or something like never, never. I would never do that because too many times like these places have been open and I've pushed off of like, oh, we'll come back in a couple of days or we'll come back in a week or so. And then we come back and it's completely locked up and there's no way you can get in it. Then like in a week from there, it's just demolished. Like, And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had the opportunity to go in there. So I would just say, like, if somewhere's open, just take advantage of it really quickly. If you if you have time, just go in there. Like, don't hold off because sometimes we just go out just to scout places. Like, we're like, oh, we're not exploring today. We're just scouting. So we scout, like, 10 places, and, like, eight of them are open or something. And we're like, all right, next week we're going to go hit these places. We go and try to hit those places. They're all locked up. And we're like, well, that was stupid. And we never get the chance to go in them. So I'd say just try to take advantage of it. If the places are open, take advantage of it for sure because, I mean – it's sort of, it's luck. A lot of it is just luck. Yep. You know, you never know. It could be like the next day somebody just comes and put a boards on it and boards it up and you're never, and you can't go in there again. And I mean, I don't know. 
that's just probably one thing because I've had too many times like that where places have been open and we decide not to go in. We'll just come back another time, like when we have better equipment and stuff, mm. or when there's like somebody else with us. Like we're like, ah, oh, us two don't. We don't really want to go in there by ourselves. Let's just wait, and we come back with somebody else, and it's it's just completely locked up. So I just say take advantage of the places that you can get into and don't hold them off. Really, I guess. Yeah, no, that's great advice for sure. And if people want to follow your journey or your your pages that you're involved with, uh, how can they find you online? <clears throat> so. I'm just on Instagram, really. So you can find me on Instagram um, at Casey Urbex. So Casey stands for Kansas City, but just at Casey Urbex. That's pretty short and sweet, I feel like. So you should be able to remember that. And then from there, if you want to go to Anonymous Bando, and Anonymous Bando and Go Trespassing is both in my bio. So you can just click on Anonymous Bando. And if you don't know how to spell, like you can just go in there and it, it will tell you our hashtag or you can click on the go trespassing in my bio and you can click the link and get signed up on that. We can talk or if you just want to shoot me a DM or something, anybody like, honestly, I mean, I'd be down to like give advice or something. Or if you want to come over to like, I guess like my part of the country or something, or just around, like if you're going to St. Louis, I know I'm from Kansas city, which is like three and a half hours away. But if you're going anywhere over there, like I can help you. I can be like, Oh, these are the places you should go to go check out. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm down to just like connect with anybody, honestly. Like, I just love that about social media and I try to take advantage of that. Awesome, man. So, cool. Well, thank you for coming on here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, this is, this was definitely a first. So yeah, I've always thought about, I'm like, somebody needs to make an exploring podcast. Like, Hell yeah, dude. Fun. But I guess, you, yeah, you did it. I, I don't have time to do that though. <laughs> so probably just really time consuming. So do you yeah, have to like go through nice. and like. Do you put all this on here or do you just like go through and like edit out? I mean, I, I can edit stuff out. I can put stuff in, you know, I you usually, usually do, do like that edit- though. Uh, like, not really. I usually keep raw. it pretty raw. Yeah. yeah. That's good. But That's good, fun, man. I love it. And so it's a, I've got one and then uh Greg abandoned has yeah, one as I know. well. He yeah. just started his. I've talked with him. I've talked with him about that, but like, I don't know. I don't think I'm interesting enough, honestly, to get on his right now. Cause like he, it, his some of his guests are absolutely insane i'm like i i don't know i don't know and his are like pretty long his are like an hour and a half I'm like i don't yeah. know what i could talk about for an hour and a half like, right i feel you yeah his are I'm pretty like, uh, pretty lengthy but his are pretty i mean intense. i love this shit i love it no i listen yeah i didn't even know i i've listened to his before i didn't even know yours but i was listening to yours yeah i mean i listened to it for entertainment like uh i don't know who you're i can't think of it might have been your last guest i don't know i listened to him you, I listened to somebody from St. Louis, and I went and followed them like right afterwards, and I was like, "Yeah, super dope." Yeah, I think um, it was probably second try, maybe. Yeah, I, I think from so. St. Louis. Yeah, I think so. No, but I was like, "Yo, that's super cool! Like, that's awesome!" I don't know. I just find it really interesting, and a lot of these yeah. people on these podcasts, I've never even like heard of them really or like seen their photos and stuff. I'm like, "How have I not seen this person's photos? They're they're so dope. They're so amazing." Dude, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. And, like, I love getting people on here to hear their stories because there's so many freaking stories out there. Oh, for sure. Everybody, if you've been doing this for, like, even a little bit, like, you'll get some stories for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. All right, guys, that was my podcast with Casey Urbex. If you want to check out his stuff and either of the pages he is a part of, I've put links down in the description for you. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback for me. It really helps the podcast grow. And if you guys are new to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. If you want to come on the show, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or no tracers on TikTok, and we'll get you on an episode. Thank you guys for listening. 
As always, my name is Kay, otherwise known as No Tracers. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.